Manna or Meatloaf, episode 55, with a little work. Hello, hello. I hope you're having a fabulous week. I am having a wonderful week because it's sunny finally. It's finally starting to be warm. And with that warmth comes the sounds of frogs. I love the sound that the frogs make. And we have a lot of water around us, several ponds. And so we have a lot of frogs. And I love in the evenings just sitting and listening to the frogs. Along with summer, it's not summer, but spring anyway, We also have flies already. Are we the only ones that have flies? We'll see how good my microphone is because I'm being buzzed by a fly. I hope you can't hear it. Anyway, among the good things about this week, including getting to spend time with a brand new grandbaby, was I had the wonderful opportunity of spending an evening with some fabulous young women this week. And it reminds me of just how much I love the young women of the church. These girls were just so full of life. Their leaders were inspired. And I felt so truly blessed to be with them. We had a wonderful discussion about self-worth. And I asked them what they would do if they were walking out of their cars late one night after work, and maybe they were by themselves, and someone jumped out of the dark and grabbed them from behind. And what if this person was a stranger and trying to take them? What would they do? Of course, you know, every single response was to fight with every ounce of energy they had to preserve and protect themselves. So that conversation evolved a little bit as the night went on to how and why we give others the power to plant negative or untruthful seeds or damaging thoughts in our heads. Seeds that can grow and establish deep roots. Seeds that can sometimes be so very hard to weed out. Because you see, in truth, those are sometimes the things that we have to fight with every ounce of energy to preserve and protect ourselves from. The harmful and hurtful things others sometimes say to or about us, and the harmful things we sometimes give space for in our minds, can lead to very damaging thoughts and beliefs that can sometimes be just as dangerous in the long term as someone trying to abduct us. One cute little girl talked about how she was bullied from the time she was in the third grade. You could see just from looking at her that it was still a very sensitive subject, and it just hurt my heart. We know that mean, cutting, derogatory things that are said, even in joking, can have a lasting impact. And with the growing number of depression and anxiety among teenagers and the increase in the amount of teen suicides, I can't imagine a more important thing we can do than helping our children, grandchildren, and young people learn to recognize the truth taught over and over again, that what others think of you is none of your business. That's so much easier said than done, though, isn't it? Even as adults, it's just human nature to crave validation. Everyone wants to feel loved and valued, like our contributions matter. I think we also kind of secretly hope others will see us as pretty and smart, kind, brave, successful, fun, organized, and having it all together. So when they don't, and we know it, it just doesn't feel good, does it? So how do we learn to be impenetrable? 
How do we teach our young people to have the shells of a turtle, so to speak, so that the negative and hurtful comments will just ricochet off us or repel the opinions of others to roll off us like the water on a duck? What do we have to do to stop giving others the power to influence the feelings we have about ourselves? Well, I had a few thoughts. Some I shared with this darling bunch that night, and others actually didn't come until after our meeting, and I was still contemplating the things we talked about. The first thing I thought about was this empowering state of mind that I saw perfectly illustrated when I was a teenager. I had a unique opportunity to spend a lot of time with professional models in big cities as I was growing up, and one thing I learned about them is that to see them on the streets, they're not the vision of perfection that we think they are when we see them on the pages of magazines or on TV. So let me explain. 38-ish years ago, before the digital age, the way those models used to get jobs was to pack their portfolios around. They'd take them to every magazine house, every showroom, every editor, and present their portfolios. That's how they got their jobs. They were walking all over the city, putting a lot of miles in, so most of them didn't wear makeup or do their hair because it didn't really matter what they looked like. Some of them, actually, I guess if they were recognizable, wanted to be incognito anyway. But the second that they opened up their portfolios, the person they were trying to impress or get the job from instantly knew what they could become with a little work. And that's what they based their decisions on. They could see what they would look like when they were all made up and all dressed up. Wouldn't it be so awesome if each of us could present ourselves to others just like those models with their portfolios? Wouldn't it be so great if we had an imaginary book that showed what we could become with a little work? Do you think it would matter less to us then what we looked like or what we did or didn't accomplish, maybe what we were wearing or what size we currently were, if we could be absolutely certain that it didn't matter one ounce what we looked like because we knew, like those models did, that they had the potential to be even more amazing with a little work. I can't help think we'd be a lot more confident, a lot more grounded and less eager to impress. And I honestly can't help crave that feeling a little bit, that feeling of strength and surety and power to care less about what others thought. Sure, I feel it sometimes, but I'd sure like to feel it a lot more regularly. So how can we get to that state of mind? How can we create those imaginary portfolios that empower us to believe enough about ourselves and our potential and divine worth that absolutely nothing, no mean words or offending comments could settle in us like a poisonous seed trying to find fertile ground? So this is my hope today, that you'll accept this challenge to create a hypothetical portfolio of things that make us strong against discouraging, unkind, or the just plain mean influence of others, or belittling or undermining thoughts we put there ourselves in some instances. The first thing we need to put in our books is our patriarchal blessings. These are the words, as you know, stated audibly from those with the keys of that priesthood power to speak the words our Heavenly Father wants us to hear about ourselves. Most paint a pretty clear picture of what we can each individually become with a little work. If we wore a pageant banner with those words found in our blessings that describe some of our divine characteristics and traits identified there, don't you think we'd feel a lot better about how we presented ourselves to others? I think we'd be a lot more confident for sure. Another thing we may want to put in these hypothetical books are the words from scripture. 
I'll give you just a few to get started. And I still have these in my mind from the other night with these beautiful young women, but there are certainly many more that point to our amazing priesthood brethren as well. The first is found in Proverbs 31.10, quote, Who can find a virtuous woman, for her price is far above rubies, end quote. And in verse 25 of the same chapter, it continues, quote, Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in a time to come, end quote. From the family, a proclamation to the world, it says, quote, All human beings, male and female, are created in the image of God, Each is a beloved spirit, son, or daughter of heavenly parents, and as such, each has a divine nature and destiny. I found this wonderful talk titled Confidence and Self-Worth by Elder Glenn L. Pace of the 70. It was from 2005, and he stated, With the help of the scriptures, words of the prophets, and personal revelation, we gradually come to an awareness of our true nature and destiny. Once we grasp this reality, we can obtain the faith to move forward and overcome any obstacle standing in our way of fulfilling our foreordained destiny, including the obstacles of feelings of low self-worth. I love that. So, Let's study and research all the scriptures and words from the prophets and worthy sources, all that validate our worth, or those things that confirm what we can become with a little work. Let's add those things to our collection, shall we? One more thing I'd like to invite you to add is a compilation of your own experiences. Record all the times you've served and all the spiritual experiences you've had with the Spirit. There's a phenomenal blog on the church's website, and I found a contribution from Henry Unga on April 28th, just recently, that I loved so, so, so much. It's called Finding Self-Worth in a Selfie World, and I hope that you go read it today. It's funny and articulate and oh, so insightful. But he shared how his experience serving his wife, who was suffering from terminal lung disease, taught him more about his own value and self-worth than anything else. He said, quote, What if pouring yourself, the good and the hidden, into those around and beyond you afforded you the kind of self-worth you can't get from social media or one of the thousands of self-help books crowding our shelves? What if outward compassion rather than inward reflection is the barometer with which God measures our intended purpose and value? End quote. Isn't that powerful? Oh, I love that. So then I want you to also record all the sacred experiences you've had when your Father in Heaven has tutored you or encouraged you, times that He has validated your true worth. And last, I want to encourage you to think, like I did, of the many times the scriptures urge us to stand in holy places and be not moved. Is there a chance that this holy place they're referring to doesn't have to just be the temple or our homes or even any place that we can feel the Spirit? Is there a chance that this holy place could include a state of mind? Isn't that interesting to think about? Maybe, possibly, one that we've made so strong and immovable that no matter what anyone else does or says, or what kind of lies attempt to penetrate our thinking, they simply can't take hold because we've settled into the truths we've come to know about ourselves and our worth, the value and potential we recognize and bank on, trusting that it's all part of the progress we're making and all part of what we can become with a little work. 
So I'd like to share a poem I wrote a few years ago. It was for a stake young women's conference that I was asked to speak at, and the theme was being a princess. It seems appropriate here. So feel free to add it to your portfolio as further proof of our amazingness. It's called Mirror, Mirror in My Hand. Mirror, mirror in my hand, who's the fairest in the land? He says, she says, will you hear? The gentle whisper drawing near. He won't scream of surface things. He caresses as he sings of long ago and far away. My daughter, my princess, he seems to say. There's purpose and truth in this plan for you. Listen, please listen to know that it's true. Once upon a time wasn't so long ago. You're so much fairer than you know. If you could just see in that mirror you hold the glory, the beauty, the promise untold. You see, dear one, because you are mine, you are much more than beautiful. You are divine. Now, I said I wrote that, but truly the only credit I can take is that I was the one holding the pen. I felt like it was truly something sent to me to remind the young women of their divine worth and the endless love their Father in Heaven has for them. And I know it can apply to every young man, too, if you change a few words. So on that note, if you feel like that poem in any way can help you or strengthen anyone you know, please reach out to me on my Mana or Meatloaf Instagram page, and I would be more than happy to email you a copy for your use. So I hope you have a fabulous week. And once again, thanks so much for joining me today. Mm-hmm. 